If you have your uh, Bibles, turn to Psalms chapter 22. I was reading these verses, and then after I got through reading them, you know how, if you, uh, some of you may have know and have heard of uh, people talking about the typologies in the Bible. This is kind of a typology in the Bible, and uh, after I got through reading it, and all I got thinking about it, I said, well, these scriptures here we're going to read here, it's kind of a typology of Jesus in a way. If we let take and look at <clears throat> Okay, let's read. Begin with verse number one. It says, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? O oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not, and in the night season, and am not silent. But thou art holy, O thou inhabitest of praise of Israel. Our fathers trusted in thee, trusted thee, and thou didst deliver them. They cried unto thee and were delivered. They trusted in thee and were not comforted. But I am a worm and a man and a reproach of men and despised of my people. All they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out their lips. They shake their heads saying, He trusteth on the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him seeing he delighteth in him. Our most gracious Heavenly Fathers, we come to you once again. We thank you, Lord, for this another opportunity to be back in your, in your house, Lord. We pray for those that was mentioned tonight. You know, each and every one, I pray, Lord, that you just meet the needs, be with the safety of the, the van, be with the safety of the adults and young adults that's gone to Kentucky. I pray, Lord, that you just use them in a mighty way. And I pray, Lord, that you just give me the words tonight to speak, that we might grow closer to you, that your will will be done in our life. For in the blessed name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. Here we see in the scriptures, you know, uh, this is a, a timely and clear psalms right here of looking forward to the cross. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of like a picture, if you want to call it that, of what the Lord was going to be going through. And it's kind of a picture, as, as David is talking right here and reflecting back to Jesus, you know, in the darkest hour, as, as the scripture is well uh, heard of. Oh, and, and they said, oh, for grace to draw near to see the great sight. But David here, he bears forth the words of the cross as he's saying, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why, you know, and David, he was at, the scripture says that David, you know, he was after God's heart. And David made some big, bad mistakes. And he realized it, but he still loved God. And sometimes, you know, we're the same way. We stumble and we fall and we make mistakes. And we still love God. But David, here the, the fourth word in this was prophesied, was spoken by Jesus. If we see here, Christ was forsaken that we might never be forsaken. He was forsaken that we might never be forsaken. This is the cry to his faithful father when he was crying out. He said, my God, my God. My God, our Lord, 
our God, as Jesus was crying out, and David was crying out, he was in a place right here, as, as they was going through times of trouble, here Jesus was being crucified, and David was going through things in his life that was terrible, and he was wanting to know where God is. God, my God, my God, I'm going through these things. Where are you at? And then we see, as he's going through this darkest hour, there was questions. My God, my God, where are you? You know, has there been a time in your life and you wondered, said, God, where are you at? God, where are you at? Why am, God, why am I having to go through this? And then the question is, Jesus says, Why? Why have I forsaken me? Why am I going through this? God, let me know why I'm going through this. You know, there's <clears throat> many of us have went through times in our life. And sometimes we look back and we say, and I know probably everybody in here at one time has said it. <clears throat> it's just like the preacher said this morning. We say, why is God's people having to go through this? Why are they having to go through cancer? Why are they having to go through heart problems? Why are they having to go through a home that's being broken up because of something? Why is this happening? Why is that happening? And it's like the preacher said this morning. Sometimes it's so that he can show the devil that we'll still stand for God. It might be to where we're in the hospital and a nurse or doctor come in that's lost and we can witness to them and they get saved. We don't know why we'll have to go through what we do. I've had people, a man asked me one time when I was having some problems, he, came, he asked me, he said, I don't see how you could go on, go on like you do the way the things that's going on and all. I just don't see how you, you can do it. And I said, well, it... Uh, I could be worse, and he said, what are you talking about? I said, I could be lost and dying going to hell. The devil, he, he, devil, he's giving you the best that he can offer right now. And it's not going to do you no good after this life's over, it'll take you to hell. But we trusting in God and, and relying on Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We know how this book ends, and we know what our future is. We might not have a, bed, have a bed of roses while we on this side, but when we don't get on the other side, the best is yet to come for us. Just think about what Jesus was talking about. When Jesus was walking on the earth, he was talking to his disciples and all. And, he, and, and in the scripture, it talks about how great love and in in disciples and in the writers of the book says how great faith that we have. We've not seen Jesus. But we've heard through God's word. We can know that he's alive because we can feel him within us. We can feel that Holy Spirit leading us and guiding us. And we know that there's a real God. And we know that there's a real Lord. And we know that the Holy Spirit guides us. Because you can tell when you do something you ain't supposed to do, it grieves that spirit. So you can't tell me. If, you live, if we're living like we're supposed to, and we do something wrong, then we feel bad about it. <clears throat> That's that Holy Spirit living within us saying, you did something wrong. It's not just 
you thinking that. Scientists and doctors and all probably tell you, well, that's just, you just thinking that. No, it's conviction. So <clears throat> let me get back on the message here. I got off on that. <clears throat> but all times, you know, there's times we all go through questioning. And I believe <clears throat> when Jesus was on this earth, he walked on this earth. He knowed what it was like when you stomp your toe because they had sandals. Brother Dave, they didn't have steel toe boots and shoes like we got. He knowed what it was like to hit your toe and hurt. He knowed what it was like to go through all the things that he went through. He knowed what it was like to be tempted by the devil. Remember the preacher was talking about it this morning? Turn these stones into bread. Jump down off this pinnacle. And all these things. He knows what it's like to be tempted. And now we see in these scriptures here where Jesus also knowed uh, over in the scriptures in the, in the Bible, in one of the four Gospels, where he's, he was asking the question, he said, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why? He knows what we're going through when we say, God, why are you allowing me to go through this? Because he asked the same question. He said, why has thou forsaken me? So he knows why we, why we go through the pains, what we feel when we go through pains. He knows what we go through when the devil tempts us. He knows when we go through times in our life that we wonder, may, we may wonder, said, where's God at? Where's, where, where was God at when we need him? That brings, brings me back thinking about when they had that shooting up at that school years ago. People said, why did God allow this to happen? It wasn't that God really allowed it to happen, but the fact was that they took God out of the schools. They take the Ten Commandments down. They don't let, I remember when I was in school, we went in and we had the Pledge of Allegiance. <clears throat> the teacher read the Bible to us, and we prayed they don't do that no more. Society is wanting to push those things out. And then they wonder, why is God allowing this to happen? Some people say, well, if God's such a loving God, then He won't send me to hell. But they don't realize God's not. They are. They're sending themselves to hell. But Jesus understands us during our questioning time when we wonder, why? Why is this happening to me? There's, there's times, you know, that we might even wonder if God really cares anymore. The old devil gets up on your shoulder and he says, God don't love you. If God knows what you did, there's no way he'd listen to your prayer. But see, that's when we got Jesus there. Our advocate, we can pray to Jesus and Jesus will go before the Father. If we stumble and we fall, we can say, as we pray, forgive me. And Jesus says, Father, we've got to forgive him. We've got to forgive her. That's your child. Our Lord knows how it feels when we go through times we go through. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. Says, Jesus says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. There might be times in our life that we've strayed away from God. We've strayed away in the Lord. And times come up and we wonder, 
Why is all this happening to me? Why is I feel like I'm forsaken? It's stuff we do. It's not what God does. You know, we choose at times. Some people, I've had people in the, in the past used to be, uh, go to church pretty regular and you go visit them and they just got out of church. Don't go to church no more. If something happens, then are they going to blame themselves or are they going to blame God? But Christ suffered alone that we might never have to suffer alone. As he said, why hast thou forsaken me? Christ took the place for the sinners separate from God. He died on the cross that you and I might be saved through the blood that he was shed on that cross. That we might not have to suffer a penalty of death that should be ours. He paid for it for us. He paid for the pain. He paid for the agony. Could you imagine what Jesus went through? I think I, I could be wrong, but I'm thinking back during when I was studying for my, my schooling and all, the most allowed whippings with the cat of nine tails, I believe, was 30. And if I ain't mistaken, when they said in the scripture, somewhere in the scripture there, it says that Jesus was whipped with a cat of nine tails every time except for one, for the maximum that would be given. So that would have been 29. I couldn't imagine him after he was being beat, tied to the post, crown of thorn put on his head, and being mocked and everything that he went through just for you and me. Christ took our place. What we should have to take. And you know, if, if it was to be, if we was to have to go through what Jesus went through to be able to save our soul, you know, I believe there's a lot of people, even in church today, would say, I can't do it. But that's what Jesus did. He did for us because he loved us so much. He bore every punishment that we might not have to, the punishment of hell. He went through everything that we as sinners would have to go through. He says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. He's going to always be there with us. He's going to always, because Scripture says that He says, I'll send a comforter to abide with you. This prophesied cry was made from the darkest of Calvary in Matthew chapter 27, 45. When the darkness came upon the earth, when Jesus had said, it is finished, it was a frightening time for the people around about them. All of a sudden, it was dark. A lot of people scared of the dark. You have lights go out in the house, some people start screaming because they're afraid. You ever go outside your house at night without a flashlight and start walking around? Especially if you hear something. You're, you, you'll be scared. Well, there's things going on that you can't control. Our solitary suffering Savior endured everything through this time. Could you imagine the length of time that Jesus, when he was on the cross, till he was tucked down? I got to looking at that today and, and looking at that. From time he was put on the cross till he was tucked down. And when he said it is, it is finished, it got real quiet. The birds quit their singing. 
Everything got real quiet. It got dark. And I was talking to somebody the other day. Until last year, it had been a long time since we've had a blood moon. And I think we had maybe three or four last year. Bible tells us that to look for signs in the stars, the planets, the moons, the skies. And we can look through the scriptures and see how everything around about us is going on. It tells, it tells us about the murders and it tells us about the, all the things going on. The children turning against mothers and the fathers and all those things. Now we're starting to see the things in nature and all take place. Talks about when the beginning, when the end gets close, the sea will be roaring. Hurricanes. Compare this to the promise of the dark days. John 14, 18, Jesus says, I'll never, I will never leave you comfortless. Remember when Jesus was in the garden crying? and Well, he was praying the Father that the cup would pass before him so he wouldn't have to go to the cross and die. God sent him a comforter. And I believe that comforter was down there with his hands wrapped around Jesus and his arms wrapped around Jesus when Jesus was praying. The Bible says he was in so much turmoil that his, his sweat became great drops of blood. And then he says in Matthew 28, 20, Lo, I am with you always. It don't matter if you, everything's going real good. Everything's going good. You know God's there with you. You know the Lord's there with you. You know everything's going on, the Holy Spirit. But what about the times when it seems low? The times it's low. You feel like sometimes it's a dark time. You feel like God's nowhere to be found. Just like the, when it talks about the scripture, you hear most times at, fun, at funerals going through the valley of the shadow of death. It seems like things is just going so bad, but it's on the other end of that valley when we start coming back out of it. <clears throat> and the whole time we know that God was there with us. The Lord was there with us. Just like the footprints in the sand. You've seen the footprints in the sand and heard the poem. God's, and, and they said, well, God, where was you through all this? He says, the foot, footprints that you've seen was mine in the times that I was carrying you. Christ suffered reproach that we might be redeemed. Psalmist says, I am a worm. He says, approach on of men, Scripture says, despised of my people. <clears throat> There's a lot of people hated Jesus. There's a lot of them despised Jesus. And the Scriptures there were saying how the people was making fun, <clears throat> fun of, uh, of uh, David here. Verse 7, it says, All they see me, laugh me to scorn. They shoot out their lips, <clears throat> they shake their heads, saying, He trusted in the Lord that he would, be, uh, he would deliver him. Let the Lord deliver him. Seeing he delighteth in him. <clears throat> you know, that's the way a lot of people do me and you today. They know we Christians... <clears throat> 
something comes up, something comes along, they say, well, let the Lord help him get him another job. Let the Lord help take care of whatever the problem he's got. He'll take, he trusts in the Lord. Let the, let the Lord help, help him and take care of him. And that's the way it was with Jesus. <clears throat> they laughed at him. They spit on him. Humiliated him. The humiliation of Jesus made our salvation sure. Jesus was willing to do whatever it takes, whatever it took. It didn't matter what reproach come against him. It didn't matter that he was the son of God. He was willing to go through the suffering and everything that he had to do and listen to people run their mouth and, and say things about him, make fun of him. But yet, when he was on the cross, he said, Father, lay this charge not on them. They know what to do. You know, could we actually, if that was us, you know, do you think down deep that you could say, I forgive you. You beat me. You hit, beat me with a cat of nine tails. You uh, stripped me of my clothes. You made fun of me. You hung me and nailed me to this cross. And you got two thieves, on, one on each side of you, making fun of you. One of them said, if you are who you say you are, come down the cross and save us. How many of us would be like Jesus, say, old devil's got them blinded. Father, forgive them. Forgive them for what they've done to me. Sometimes I think about, you know, how can we expect... Uh, Jesus and God to forgive us if somebody just does some little something to us. We say, I'll forgive them, but I won't forget it. Well, if you don't ever forget it, you never really forgive them. And I believe when Jesus said, lay this charge not on, on them, they know not what to do because they was blinded by the devil. I believe that he was really forgiving them. He made himself our redemption that we might be saved if we accept him as our personal Savior. He died on the cross that we might have eternal life. God told him, told Jesus, said, now, I'm giving you the power. He says, God give me the power to lay down my life. And God was giving him the power on that third day to come back out of that tomb. The Bible tells us just as Jesus was resurrected out of that grave, one of these days, when all these that saved across the road here, if we're still alive when that happens, they're going to come back out of that grave, and we're going to be called up to meet them in the air. But most important of all, Jesus tells us through the Scripture that when it comes our time to go, He's not going to leave us comfortless. He's not going to leave us alone. We're not going to be in a time, I don't believe, when we get close to our last breath, that we'll have to worry and think about, where's Jesus? Where's God? Where's that Holy Spirit? I've seen and heard of so many people when, it come, when they was passing away with their last breath, opening their eyes and smiling. I believe they've seen Jesus and the angels coming to pick them up and carry them home. He died on the cross that we might have eternal life. How will you respond 
today to such love as that. If you don't know the Lord's your personal Savior, I don't see, as the Scripture says, I don't see how we could neglect such great salvation. How can you just throw it aside and not want to accept it? And all Jesus asked us to do today is to live for Him, the one that died for us, that we might be saved and be able to go to heaven one day. Now, you know, we ain't never seen heaven. We've seen, I've seen some beautiful things around here, and I knew, know you have too. But heaven's a whole lot nicer than anything we could imagine. You know what makes it so beautiful? Jesus is there. God's there. They'll be singing around the throne. We'll be having a good time. No sin there. No tempt, no, nothing to tempt you. You know, ain't going to be no excuse to sing. Because <laughs> the Bible says, make a joyful noise to the Lord. It didn't say if you, you couldn't do it, sing if you want, didn't sound pretty. So that's why I believe we, could, we all sound good. I sing, like, I sing bluegrass style music and everybody tells me I sound like I'm singing out my nose. So if I can sing out my nose, everybody can open their mouth and, and make a, a good uh, song to uh, sing to the Lord. Brother, uh, come around, we'll, we'll do this, uh, have us an uh, invitation, but don't leave after the invitation. We have a prayer, we have a business meeting. 400.